so many different ideas about good health, how do you separate the myths from the facts? Welcome to Healthy View Radio with your trio of co-hosts, Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fenighaus. Today, you'll learn what it takes to be healthy and happy within a stressful world from three experts walking their talk. Here is Lisa, Andrea, and Michelle. Welcome to Healthy View Radio, where lately we have been spicing it up. Now, last week, we talked about literal, actual spices in your kitchen for good health. And today, we're talking about spicing it up in the bedroom, also for good health. My name is Michelle Fenichaus, and I am here with my co-hosts, Andrea Beeman and Lisa Lutan. So here's something. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know this, but millennials are actually having less sex than any generation in 60 years. There's a really Yeah, there's a really interesting article in the Washington Post, and um, there's a quote from a guy saying, I would rather be watching YouTube videos and making money. Sex is not something people ask you for on your resume. I am <laughs> so shocked to hear that because with like Tinder and Bumble and all these apps, it feels like they're having sex every day, multiple times. Uh, maybe it's <laughs> just that they all want sex, but nobody's getting any because they're so busy. We were busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're thinking about what you would have been doing with Tinder and all these types of technology at our fingertips, but they're doing something totally different with it. Hey, I have kids that are millennials. I can tell you <laughs> they are doing it with it a lot. <laughs> the parts they tell you they tell me everything <laughs> so wait get, explain a millennial what is the age bracket of the millennial what are they how old i think they're uh born in like the 1990s maybe to 2000s is that i think oh, so a roger said 1990 to 1999 yeah. so it's a, it's a literally a nine-year span of people. it's that small i didn't realize it was such a small window that decade in there, right? So, so how, how old are they? Yeah, how old are they? Who's got? Who okay, so all three of my kids are millennials, <laughs> and they're in their twenties, right? Twenty, twenty-four, twenty-six. Yeah. Yeah. So these. So this is the age where some are starting to get married if they're you know getting married on the younger side, right? But I think I've heard about this statistic in terms of infertility that in general people are having less sex than they used to. So obviously, chances of conceiving go down. It's actually a big concern in the infertility world. Hmm. Well, I mean, that's not not a bad thing for the planet. You know, like we're overpopulated. Humans are like this virus that just keeps replicating. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe a little less sex and less babies might work. Well, yeah, I was thinking... I mean, I don't, I think there are good reasons for it. And I think there are bad reasons for it. Let's talk about some of the good reasons. So there's one, maybe it's better for the planet. Maybe that's what they're thinking. Well, also there's so many STDs out there. It's kind of scary. Oh yeah. Isn't syphilis making a comeback now? Or is it gonorrhea? I think gonorrhea. I I think both. Chlamydia? All these diseases out there that you don't know about. I mean, that's terrifying. I mean, they were around years ago too, but it's still, I think it's just terrifying. Well, they didn't grow up in the era of HIV, you know, AIDS, like when it exploded in the 80s, mm-hmm. you know, it drove everybody into a condom, right? <laughs> uh, so now they have this freedom, I guess. And maybe that's why the STDs are on the rise. There's no thinking you're going to die if you get it, if you have sex. 
Well, I also think that condoms are used more regularly now, and they think that that's a protective, a protection, you know, a fail, a, a, just a safe way to do it. Whereas back in the 80s, people weren't using condoms so much, right? No. It's true. I didn't use any. No, we didn't because <laughs> we didn't know about it. Remember when herpes came out, we were like, oh, what is that? You know, I, I can't believe I made it out of the 80s without an STD. I think I had warts. I think I got Dude. warts. <laughs> Too much information. <laughs> Andrew, you're so shy. I think you just break out of your shell. You know, it's, it's one of those non-life-threatening things that can actually go away as opposed to some of the other. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe with more education, you know, since that era, I know when I went through school, there was a lot of emphasis because the AIDS thing had was just behind us or barely behind us. Right. So maybe there's more sex ed, maybe there's more um, awareness of these things. And yeah, people are scared and maybe it's easier to not have sex. Maybe that's one of the Mm -hmm. reasons and like a a decent, like a good reason or um, obviously pregnancy. Do you think that uh, girls in that age bracket, women, young women, are aware of the negative effects of birth control pill or the birth control pill, or do you think that this is still something that no one is thinking of? I think that there is a lot of talk about it, but there's also a lot of problems because there are hormonal effects from many forms of birth control. And there really isn't a go-to method of birth control that's a no-brainer. You know, when we were, when I was growing up, you went to the pill and that was it, unless you wanted a diaphragm. And I was a diaphragm baby, so that was just not going to happen. And so we just didn't really think that there were so many choices, but now there are, but they are all having effects. And I think girls are more aware of those effects and not willing, hopefully not willing to tolerate those effects. Well, you know, like in our community, right, the community of health and wellness, I think that there's more awareness around what the birth control pill actually does to the, the female body. But I think the general population, I, I don't know. I mean, I still see a lot of people taking the birth control pill from the time that they're 13 years old until their 30s. And they wonder how come they can't get pregnant when they get off the pill. I, I mean, it, it sets them up for a whole host of problems. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So maybe those are all thoughtful reasons to not be having sex. But I think there's like maybe some negative cultural things going on, you know, where people are maybe like this guy says, I'd rather be watching YouTube videos. And I believe he was talking about pornography in this context, where it's just easier. And you can just sit at home and get anything you want, whether it's porn or something else. Yeah, but then you lose out on the oxytocin, right? You lose out on the the bonding hormone, right? Who are you bonding with besides your hand? And I'm (laughs) I'm not (laughs) anti-masturbation, you know? I think they're lovely, you know? But, you know, that when you're canoodling or cuddling with someone and, and then you're releasing this hormone, this bonding hormone, this relationship hormone, which I think helps us thrive. Totally. But I guess there's the, if you can't be with one you love, love the one you're with, you know? And so that's probably yourself and Netflix or whatever it is. I mean, that is definitely a change, you know, in the last 10, 20, 30 years that porn has definitely impacted, I think, behaviors in a big way. But I also think people are exhausted. I think they're so tired and having sex takes effort. And so sometimes it's easier for people to just not. And I think that's a really interesting question for our guests today. I'd like to hear about that. 
All right, be sure to ask it. So our guests are that young that they can really tell us what it's like (laughs) to be growing up in the era of swipe left, swipe right, you know, where most of your social interaction is happening over a screen. Like AIs, right? They don't have sex, or do they? No, they might. I mean, I know that they are building dolls, like female dolls for men to interact with. I don't know if we've actually created one that's, you know, a man for the woman to interact with, although I'm sure that's coming as well. But, uh, you know, life like human, when I say dolls, I mean like robots. Like Westworld. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like totally. That's what it is. So wow. that's pretty amazing. Thinking yeah. about the changing, the culture that's changing around sex because of the, dis- in general, the different ways that we interact. Look at us right now. We're on a screen. We're in three different parts of the world, you know, talking to each other and broadcasting everywhere. So like, this is the norm. And I guess that's, that's kind of the opposite of being right next to somebody skin to skin. I'm going to be right. skin to skin with Lisa on Saturday. You are. we're gonna play in the dirt (laughs) you guys are so funny it was gonna be a threesome by the way but i had (laughs) all the guys like what (laughs) (laughs) so i was thinking about you know what about someone like even of an older generation just any of us what about somebody who either doesn't have a partner or for someone especially women um, in a certain age range where the libido is just in the toilet like does sex have to be sex for it to be part of a healthy diet you know does cuddling count does masturbation count you know let's talk about other ways to get it on I think it all counts. And I think so much of it is in your head. Is it like, is there a problem or is there not a problem? If you are doing things and it's feeling good and you're feeling good, great. And you're getting what you need, great. And if you're not, then there's the problem. And so it's, we have to move away just like with food and everything else from the shoulds and the norms and how often this or that, and just say, how am I feeling? And am I feeling, you know, intimate? in my life? Do I have intimate connection in my life? Because I think that's what we're really craving the most. At least I can say that for me. Yeah. Intimacy and connection, right? So the sex is fantastic, right? The physical part of it, it's good for the blood. It keeps everything moving and functioning. Um, But there's also this sensuality that I think you can have up until your elder years, you know, as long as you nourish it. And It doesn't necessarily have to be the physical act of sex, right? It could be, um, and when I say the physical act of sex, you know, like, I mean, like, uh, it could just be that you're touching one another, right? You're stroking one another. You're, you know, loving one another, but in a physical, tactile way without having to perform, right? Right. But I think there are plenty of people in their 80s and 90s that are having sex. And again, if it, it's, it's all what's really working for you. Yeah. So like George, um, what was his name? George Burns. He was 101. He was still dating models. <laughs> <laughs> he was smoking cigars. He was drinking. He was dating. I don't know. Did he date Brooke Shields? I don't know when she was 14. Ooh, I, don't I don't think so. That's just a horrible rumor. Uh-huh. <laughs> We're going to perpetuate. <laughs> but, you know, there's lots of ways that we can connect with each other. Um, and sex is just one of them. Right. I right? Totally it's the agree. physical connection between us. Like I the insertion. 
Well, you were saying, <laughs> what you were saying earlier, Lisa, about people are just too busy. Like I know, like of women my age, you know, we have little kids still waking us up in the middle of the night. And a lot of my friends are like having that third baby right about now. That was not exactly planned. So I think like the birth control topic and the busy topic like comes into play not just when we're young, but certainly at this age as well. Yeah, you just want to get a decent night's sleep. And, you know, like <laughs> when you're raising children, forget it. But then I think as you get older, you know, you have hormonal fluctuations in both men and women. And, you know, you know, many men are feeling most aroused in the morning. Many women might be in the night, you know. And so I think there's a lot of maneuvering and figuring out and rewriting a new dialogue for sex in a relationship. So it's another form of communication that has to constantly be evolving. Yeah. So I like morning sex as well. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, nighttime, exactly, Lisa, what you said, there's this, you know, the whole day, you just spent all your energy doing everything out in the world. And in the nighttime, you know, my energy's like, eh. Nah, not really. It's just a pillow. It's so soft and cuddly. I could just stay here until the morning. You know, I don't actually want to do anything. <laughs> but see, I find the morning, I am like raring to go, like start my day. I'm like, none of that, no time for that right now, you know? <laughs> so I think that's the key is like knowing yourself and knowing your own, you know, rhythms. Mm. Let's talk a little bit more about birth control because we, we touched <laughs> on it, right? <laughs> but I think, I think that's a topic that women don't hear enough about, you know? Like, it's one of these things where, like, we need answers and no one's given us any answers. All everyone says, that's not good for you, that's not good for you, that doesn't work. And we're just kind of left like, eh. Mm -hmm. So um, we talked about the birth control pill. I'm the a rhythm IUD. girl. Oh, rhythm? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I just went through menopause, so I'm I'm good. <laughs> but um, great. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. But anyway, IUD seems to be the most popular that I'm hearing for women in their 20s right now. But doesn't that upset the metal element, like the copper? Right? Isn't there something in the copper that does? It causes local inflammation. Yes. Right. So as opposed to being a hormonal-based IUD, so there's two types of IUDs. The Mirena mm -hmm. is hormonally-based. The copper is just copper, so you're not putting hormones into your system, but it works by causing inflammation. Right. But having that inflammation for long periods of time over, I mean, that's going to cause problems, potentially. Well, I don't think there's any great answers, but yes, my I have a copper IUD. From my understanding, it's the best of the worst, you know, options mm -hmm. out there. Right. It's but a hard one. The There's really not great options. Is a, you know what, for the man, if you're in a relationship, I, I cannot say enough about women's issues and the man's yeah. vasectomy. I mean, my goodness, it is a simple procedure. Yeah. Takes, there's no reason why not, in my opinion, if, uh, if all the child raising is already happening and then no more of that's going on. I'm a big fan of the vasectomy. Just putting it out there. No, me too. We did that. Snipped? You snipped him? Yep. Absolutely. After the third kid, it was like done. And I had, I had been on the pill for, you know, 20 something years. Wow. And, he, and he was like, you know what? It's time. You got to stop that. Because we didn't yeah. know better. That's right. And we go through so much, right? Between our periods and 
all, all the drama that can sometimes go come with pregnancies and miscarriages and then birthing itself and everything that goes along with that. I feel like a woman's body goes through so much. And one little outpatient procedure doesn't seem like a whole lot to ask for. (laughs) Really isn't. I totally agree with you. So I just wanted to put that out there because as we talk about sex, I mean, I just don't see how we can. What about our guys in the audience? You know, like Mark who shows up every week. You have a couple of fellas. What do you guys think about the snip, the snip and clip? What are you thinking? Actually, it's the tug. That's how they say. (laughs) The tug? Yeah, that's how they describe it. (laughs) Why a tug? Do they tug on the thing? I don't know. That's how they all describe it, the tug. (laughs) I don't know, but Nick is saying that you can hire cuddlers now. Ooh. All right. Wow. I like that. <laughs> Wait, do you get to see what the cuddle cuddle? Is there an <laughs> app for that? Like I can swipe and find cuddlers? We can find out during the break. We need to go to that in just a second. But when we get back, we'll be talking to the dear Abby of Sex, Susan Bratton. Susan's fresh approach and original ideas have helped millions of people of all ages and across the gender spectrum transform sex into passion. Married to her husband since 1993, Susan is an author, award-winning speaker, and a serial entrepreneur who teaches passionate lovemaking techniques to her fans around the world. Susan's straight-talking, fearless approach is rooted in her personal experience of watching her sex life wither while she and her husband pursued dynamic careers. And when their relationship hit a crisis point, the couple made a fierce commitment to do whatever it took to keep their family together and revive the passion in their marriage. Today, she and her husband have the kind of dream relationship most people long since stopped believing is even possible until they discover Susan's teachings. And we'll be back to discover those teachings in just a moment. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you sick of striving for a vision of healthy that just doesn't exist? Join the club. Expert health coaches Andrea Beeman, Michelle Fenighaus, and Lisa Lutan are more than just voices on the radio. They're here to help you make real change in real life. Join their Facebook community, HealthyViewRadio.com, to ask questions, get behind the scenes, and receive early access to special offers and events. Again, you can connect at HealthyViewRadio.com. Remember to subscribe to Healthy View Radio on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Do you ever have an off day? Or is your life positive and uplifting? Making Life Brighter is a forum for positive, inspired, and contemplative thought, showcasing experts in their fields, including authors, musicians, and artists. Your host, Winifred Adams, will bring to life topics to stimulate and make your life brighter. We want to hear from you. Be sure to tune in Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. 
Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417. Or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutian, and Michelle Fenighaus with Healthy View Radio. Do you have a question or comment for the show? Please call us right now at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send us an email from our Voice America radio page. You'll find connections to reach any of the hosts there. Now, back to Healthy View Radio. Welcome back to Healthy View Radio. I'm Andrea Beeman, and today we are talking about sex. Ooh, la, la. It's a taboo topic for a lot of folks, but humans cannot be here on the planet without it. And relationships need a healthy sex life to stay strong and connected. So today, to help us understand this topic better, we have Susan Bratton. After 15 years and over 30,000 hours of research practice (laughs) (laughs) and teaching and testing. Susan has distilled the six simple essentials that ignite passionate lovemaking into her latest number one international best-selling book, Sexual Soulmates. Uh, Welcome to the show, Suzanne. Hello. Great to be here. (laughs) I brought one of my techniques today for you from the six essentials. Oh, good. (laughs) Exciting. Before we dive in, uh, we like to ask our guests three simple questions to help our audience get to know you a little bit better. So you ready to play? Yes, of course. I'm here to play. Okay. So what did you have for breakfast today? Uh, Well, I'm having a nut bar. I'm doing a five-day fasting mimicking diet. I'm on day four this morning. Mm. It's um, based on the longevity diet by Volter Longo. It's a patented thing that you can do that resets your insulin levels. It uh, helps with autophagy, which is where your cells start to clean up the dead cells. So it lowers your risk of cancer and rejuvenates and regenerates your cells. And then it also releases stem cells to go in and repair things. Like I hurt my hand getting my scuba certification this summer, and I'm hoping that'll feel better. And uh, I'm, I'm doing this with my husband. And I'll tell you, I thought it was going to be hard to fast for five days. They give you just enough food that you're not, you're not miserable at all. Like, I can't believe how good I feel. And they ship you the box of stuff. And I have really loved, I mostly like spend all my time cleaning lettuce. And because I brought you my salad dressing recipe for better sex. Um, So I'm always eating salads and it takes forever to make them, but I do it because it's what's good for me. And I have honestly loved just opening the packets and stirring stuff in water and eating these little cups of soup and things for days because I have been getting so much more work done. (laughs) So that's what I'm eating for breakfast is a nut bar from Prolon out of my little meager portions of food I get on my fasting mimicking diet. (laughs) Wow. So a fasting mimicking diet. This is the other first... Yes, that has done. I had that. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm going to do it three times for three months in a row, five days per month for 
the next three months um, because uh, I was, frankly, I was drinking too much. I eat well, but I was drinking a ton of wine. And, you know, if you don't want to get diabetes and you don't want to get cancer and you don't want to get Alzheimer's, you know, they call Alzheimer's. I know we're going to talk about sex, but I'll tell you, the basis of great sex is a, is a, is a good body that works. Your sexual energy, your vitality is actually right from how much energy and vitality you have in your, in your body. Like if you don't feel like sex, it's probably because you're not that healthy. Healthy people want a lot of sex. And so... My dad has Alzheimer's. They call Alzheimer's state, they call it diabetes type 3. It's the insulin pathway. So between the cancer pathway, the mTOR pathway of eating meat, and the sugar pathway of uh, having insulin problems that lead to things like diabetes and Alzheimer's, I just wanted to, at 57, reset, 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 restore, regenerate. That's what I'm doing. And I could tell you about my vaginal rejuvenation that I've been going through, too, if you want to talk about that. Well, that sure. would be great. We can create it on. With a vag- but you have two more questions, so <laughs> <laughs> let's skip them. <laughs> if you want to, I can talk about Vago. If you want to, it's great. That could be the talk. guilty pleasure. Yeah, well, yeah. Let's, let's go to that question. What's your guilty pleasure, if any? Oh, my guilty pleasure. My guilty pleasure. I don't have any pleasure that's guilty. I don't have a guilty pleasure. That's good. Okay, so this morning I had the pleasure of watching your uh, 20 Things I Do With My Vagina Oh, my video. God. Did you love that? <laughs> it was a lot of fun. <laughs> You're a cutie. <laughs> and I love, personally, that you use organic coconut oil and organic olive oil as lube. Avocado, not olive. Oh, yeah, avocado as lube. Yes. So, you know, yes. can you explain why it's so important to yes. keep the chemicals out of your vagina? Well, keep the chemicals off your body, generally. So I use completely non-toxic skincare, shampoo, um, laundry detergent, soap in my house, no chemicals of cleaning chemicals. And if I wouldn't put it in here, I wouldn't put it in there. It's the same system. It's vaginal mucosa, mouth. You have oral mucosa, vaginal mucosa. That's the skin. And it is a sponge. That's why sex is good for you, especially, you know, you were talking earlier about um, vasectomies and uh, uh, contraception. Um, Your man's ejaculate is a fabulous thing for your body. Everything in your vagina, like your mouth, soaks stuff in. That's why you take birth control or uh, not birth control, sorry, hormones sublingually like your progesterone at night, goes right into your bloodstream, bypasses your liver. So there's so many great things in men's semen also that are good. So like uh, luteinizing hormones to keep your periods regular if you're still having them, serotonin to keep you happy, oxytocin to keep you connected. Um, It's just full. Zinc to give you uh, mental clarity. It's full of good things for you. And so I wouldn't put any lube in my vaginal area that I wouldn't put on my food and eat input in my body. And so I use organic coconut and I use a health and beauty grade avocado oil that I get on Amazon. It's called Hobie, H-O-B-E, that is very, very viscous. And my vulva loves it. It's very, it doesn't get crumbly. The proteins from your, you know, your lubrication don't make it sticky or tacky. It is wonderful. You know, I think you've changed my whole perspective of men's semen because, you know, I've yeah. been a notorious spitter my whole life. Uh-huh. Well, it's, it's, your stomach acid, 
is going to kill it. It's, just it. it's better to take it intravaginally. <laughs> okay. That's actually better for you. So you could get him really close and then just hop on him if you want to. <laughs> yeah, That's good advice. And I'm going to have my, my friends, um, other friends start to bottle it. I mean, it sounds like an amazing. Uh, Don't uh, give it substance. away. Take it all for yourself. <laughs> Um, I wanted to tell you about a contraception method that I think is really good. And the reason people don't think about it is because it's not named contraception. And I think that's a legality issue maybe or something. It's like the lawyers probably got involved, but uh, the rhythm method. Now, Andrea, you said you use the rhythm method and and, uh, Michelle and Lisa were like, Ooh, you know, like, Ooh, that's dangerous. That's like Russian roulette. There is a new sex tech or femtech category of product in the marketplace. Daisy is one of them. It's called, uh, that's D-A-Y-S-Y. It's called fertility awareness method. Well, what that really is, is when can you get pregnant and when are you safe? And you're, you're safe all except for about six days a month, which is why people who do understand what their uh, basal temperature rate is can know when it's safe to have sex and know when they won't conceive. And uh, this is a little device that you, has a little thermometer. You, When you wake up in the morning, you take your temperature, and it's an app that talks to your phone, and it takes your data, your temperature data, and it compares it to a database of thousands, if not millions of women now, I don't know what the exact numbers are, and tells you when you're fertile and when it's safe to have unprotected sex, so that you can just have oral sex, just have manual sex, just do different things on the days that you are fertile, so you can avoid getting pregnant. And you don't have to, I like the copper IUD too, Michelle. I think, was it Michelle or Lisa who said you use the, Michelle said she yeah, used the copper it. IUD. I think the copper IUD is the best option for non-hormonal birth control with the exception or with the inclusion of the fertility awareness method using these new apps and tracker combinations. I think that's like fantastic. So you should definitely check it out. Yeah, and I'll just add in there, we use the fertility awareness method to get pregnant, you know, when I was in that phase of my life. So you don't even need an app, but it does require you to really pay attention and do something every day at the same time and be very aware as the method is named. And it worked beautifully for spacing the boys out three years. It's great, but uh, I think it takes maybe more work than uh, most women are able to put into it. I don't think so. I think women, young women today, you would not believe how into their vulvas they are. They know what the t- they're putting their finger in their vulva every day and looking at the fluid, and they're saying, "Okay, oh yeah, I see, I'm getting close to." Eye. They can tell by what their vaginal secretions look like. Sure can. They're very into yeah. their menstruation. They're very into the moon. They're very into their womanhood. They're using fertility awareness method. They are in tune with their bodies in a way that our gen- now I'm older than the three of you. No, you're but- not. No, okay, I'm close. Okay, good. But what- <laughs> In our era, it was like down there, all that we didn't know. Like, I didn't even look at my vulva till I was like 45. And my husband was, my husband said, I'm very late to this is my second career. I was a Silicon Valley executive for the first 30 years of my life and 45 years of my life. And when my husband and I almost lost our marriage because I had stopped really wanting sex with him, our intimacy had waned. we, we just were like, we've got to save our marriage. We've got to figure out what we're going to do. So we literally went to all these Tantra workshops and sex workshops. It was very, very triggering for me. But I, I went and I had been abused as a child. I went, I got therapy and I got through that. And then I realized, oh, wow, I, 
sex is as good as people say. And one day he just got out the mirror and he said, I want to show you how beautiful you are to me. And he held that, he made me hold the mirror and he pointed out on my vulva all of the beauty to him. And it was in that moment that I started to love myself again. And so it was our generation. We were disconnected. But the young woman to, women today, they're much more connected, which is why fertility awareness method, is it is going to be huge. And it's just getting started. Yeah, it's making a comeback. Yeah. So you talked a little bit about the salad dressing recipe. So yeah. I, I'm curious, is it the salad dressing, is it for an actual salad or is it for... Sex. So it's a salad dressing recipe for for salad because we, uh, when we're, when we're in, when we're created as a zygote, when we're an embryo inside our mommy's belly, we start all, every human starts out as female. And then about 16 weeks in, there's a bath of hormones that happens that changes those chromosomes into the, the changes the, takes the X and the Y and says, okay, now these are going to be the boys. And that structure of our clitoris turns into a penis instead for boys. But it starts out exactly the same. So they have the same parts we do, just in a different place and order. That's called homologous, which means that our clitoris, which is the tip, the shaft, the glands, the hood, the little arms, and the little the bigger legs, that if you put that into a penis, it's the head, the foreskin, the shaft, the Cora, the corpus cavernosum, which is the little chambers that get filled with blood to make an erection, and the spongiosum, which is the spongy part that comes out of the ureter and wraps the ureter, which is kind of like, in a way, our G area. And so we have the same amount of erectile tissue inside us as a man does in his penis. And so our pleasure and sensation is directly related to how much circulation and how much blood flow we get same as a guy. So if we don't get a clitoral erection, if we don't get a vulval hard on, if you will, we don't have the orgasmic potential and pleasure that we deserve. And so it takes men and women 20 to 30 minutes to really become fully aroused. And we all rush it in our shame and our busy lives and our stress and our, so we don't often get to our full engorged sexual potential. As we age, we lose both sensation and we have vascular loss, nerve loss. If we don't keep our circulation high, if we don't keep our circulation flowing in our body, if we have any kind of, you know, plaque in our system. And so if you have, if you eat bottled dressing, it's full of bad oils, sugars, crap. It is crap. You can look at a grocery store and look at a wall of salad dressings and not one of them Mm -hmm. is good for you. So I say if you're going to take back your health and you're going to keep your circulation up so you can have great sex, you need to feed your husband this too. You start making salads and you start putting really good organic avocado oil or organic avocado uh, olive oil as the base. And here's the recipe one cup of oil to a quarter cup of vinegar, and then put some good French Dijon mustard, like a tablespoon, and whisk it together. That's all. Now, you can always, what I call, bling it out. You can bling it out with uh, herbs, fresh or dried. I like savory and marjoram. You can add salt and pepper if you like salt and pepper. You can add anything you want to it from there, but really, a cup of oil, 
a quarter cup of vinegar, a tablespoon of Dijon mustard, emulsifies the two together. And that is a extremely healthy salad dressing that keeps your circulation in good shape because you don't get heart disease and you don't spike your insulin from all the crap in the bottle dressing. It lasts for hours and you just shake it up in a jar in the fridge and pour it on your dressing. No, it lasts for weeks and you just keep it in the refrigerator <laughs> and shake it up. I have a, <laughs> so. a super quick question, like yeah. a, a real fast question. You said healthy people want a lot of sex. Yes. If someone's healthy and they don't, what's one thing they should do, a first step? There are really three roadblocks to having good sex. The first one is health, and it could be emotional or it could be physical. So you want to look at, is it emotional? Have they been shamed? Have they been abused? Is there something going on? A lot of times, a woman will come to me. I wrote a program called Revive Her, Revive Her Drive for men in relationship whose wives don't want to have as much sex as they want or don't want to have sex with them anymore. What to do to turn her back on? But women come to me and say, how do I revive his drive? And a lot of times it's health issues, erectile dysfunction they don't want to talk about. And sometimes, and this is the thing, women almost always can figure out why their husbands don't want to have sex with them, except in one place where they have a blind spot, which is called a scoma in psychology. They can't see this one thing, which is he's not turned on by her anymore Mm. for some reason. Whatever she's doing or how she's being or she let herself go or he's angry with her, he doesn't want her anymore. And that's why she doesn't want to have, he doesn't want to have sex with her, which I think is quite interesting. But health is one. The second is they don't have a partner. That's another big obstacle to sex. And well, hold on a sec, Susan. Yeah. We actually have to, uh, I'm sorry, but we oh, have no to go to a break. Do it. Um, and uh, but we. I want our, our listeners to find out more about you and how they can connect with better sex. Yeah. Can you give, a, I, I know you have a free gift for our people. Yeah, I do. Sexualsoulmatepact.com. It is a bedroom communication skill that explodes passionate lovemaking. It takes away all your worry about asking for what you want. It helps you understand what you want so you can ask for it. And it helps your partner love to get your feedback. It takes your sex life to the next level. And it's at sexualsoulmatepact.com. And it's from my book, Sexual Soulmates. Well, thank you for coming on today and sharing your fabulous salad dressing as well as everything else that you've shared with us. I hope that our viewers are as excited as we are to pick up your information and to get to know you you. and work better. Okay, so coming up right after the break, we will be speaking with Amanda Malcheski about complex health challenges and functional nutrition. Plus, we might dive into her sex life as well. Don't go away. (laughs) We'll be right back. Helping you make informed decisions for your life. This is Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you sick of striving for a vision of healthy that just doesn't exist? Join the club. Expert health coaches Andrea Beeman, Michelle Fenighaus, and Lisa Lutan are more than just voices on the radio. They're here to help you make real change in real life. Join their Facebook community, HealthyViewRadio.com, to ask questions, get behind the scenes, and receive early access to special offers and events. Again, you can connect at HealthyViewRadio.com. Remember to subscribe to Healthy View Radio on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
Have you figured out what to attract in your life in order to make it successful? There are those who can and those who can learn. Your intensified energy gives you willpower to move the bar forward and be happy. Happy people spread their energy throughout their lives and once they figure it out, go on to be successful at nearly everything they set their mind to. Join host Ellen Morano and her panel of guest experts and co-hosts on Generate Massive Energy for a Fulfilling Life, Thursdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fenighaus with Healthy View Radio. Do you have a question or comment for the show? Please call us right now at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send us an email from our Voice America radio page. You'll find connections to reach any of the hosts there. Now, back to Healthy View Radio. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Lisa Lutan, and we have been talking about sex. <laughs> Can't wait for this to continue. But in this section of the show, we introduce you to some exciting and upcoming talent in health and wellness. So I am so pleased to introduce you to Amanda Malachewski. Amanda, welcome to our show. Hi, thanks for having me so much. I'm excited to be here with you all. I want to tell everybody a little bit about you. Amanda is a certified functional nutrition and lifestyle practitioner and a certified functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, speaker, and blogger who helps people get beyond their symptoms to their root causes and make the individualized diet and lifestyle changes needed for true recovery. Amanda found functional nutrition after an exhaustive search for answers about her own anxiety, endometriosis, can never say that word well, and digestive challenges. She's inspired to help healthcare evolve into a system that truly restores vitality and health one client at a time. Amanda is the founder of Confluence Nutrition, a virtual functional nutrition clinic, and she lives on 50 acres with her husband, two children, and animals on California's beautiful lost coast. Wow, Amanda, so great having you. Just questioning, wondering, are, do you talk about sex with your clients? You know, I haven't talked a lot about sex with my clients. It's a, you know, I mean, I, I appreciate our, your, your earlier guest and how comfortable that conversation goes. I find that, you know, it can take a little while to get comfortable with that conversation with clients and build the rapport you need to really go there. But oh. it's an important conversation for certain. Absolutely. Well, tell us about your journey and how you got started in functional medicine. Yeah, thank you. Um, well, I, like so many of us, had my own uh, journey and process, and it's obviously, it's still going on. It never really closes completely, but um, over years, I had an ongoing and increasing level of symptoms um, related to my cycle and, um, you know, severe pain and anxiety that would come up and panic attacks, and I had these phobias that were kind of I don't know, they sort of showed up when I was about 32. And it's, you know, when they were active, it was really difficult to kind of even leave the house. I mean, (laughs) and so, um, 
you know, I, I began, I've always been really interested in food and nutrition and um, sort of alternative routes to finding solutions for health problems. But I had to really dive deep in this process and, and start looking for answers because my short visits to the doctor didn't really provide very much information or a useful solution or path to get better. And so, um, you know, I, I, I met a practitioner who did hormone testing, and we just did that little piece. And that was interesting and useful, but it was still just this one little piece of the puzzle. And I have a background as a, uh, an ecological design uh, professional and student. And so I like big picture, whole system solutions. And so that's what I was looking for. And, um, and I happened to find uh, the Functional Diagnostic Nutrition Program in an ad in a magazine. I mean, it was really random. I was in the grocery store one day, and there was an article on the cover that seemed like it would be useful. And next to it, there was an ad that said, do you want to be a health detective? And I thought, yeah, I do. That's exactly what I want to do. I already am a health detective. So uh, that's how I ended up here. <laughs> I love that. Can you explain to our listeners what the difference between functional and integrative is because I think there's a lot of confusion around that. Yeah, that's a really great question. So I think that, you know, integrative broadly covers, um, you know, the practice of blending traditional medicine with uh, other practices like acupuncture or nutrition or chiropractic or, you know, just these uh, complementary therapies that are, um, you know, definitely all very useful and have important things to bring to the table. But I think that functional nutrition or sorry, functional medicine, excuse me, is what it really is, is a systems approach to uh, approaching a medical problem or a health problem. It's a, it's a structure and a framework rather than a particular modality. It's sort of a way of thinking into the complexity that people are presenting with and um, using that as the, the place to look for the answers and, and really focusing on, you know, what's true for this person not what's true for a population or what's true in research or, you know, what's true for these 30 people over here, but what's true for this person right in front of me. And that's going to be different for each and every person. So functional nutrition then is the piece of functional medicine. Yeah. Or is it considered something totally different? I'm just clarifying because I know people are throwing around these words a lot and I don't know that people are really clear on the difference. So I think this is a great opportunity. Yeah. So I, um, I mean, I, my, yeah, I was trained by uh, Andrea Nakayama of the functional nutrition Alliance in functional nutrition. And, you know, at least from her perspective, uh, functional nutrition is sort of a branch of functional medicine. You could consider it that. And it's really like, okay, you know, we, we need these high-level uh, functional medicine doctors sometimes due to this complex case-solving work with clients and patients, but people just like, you know, with the Institute for Integrative Nutrition um, plan and process, it's like we need to help people work through the, the diet and lifestyle pieces. We need to, you know, walk them through that process of how to eat properly, how to exercise well, how to sleep well, how to take care of their bodies. And so, you know, functional nutrition, I think, really covers that gap between what a, what a medical doctor is doing and, you know, where people also need to go on their journey um, beyond just identifying what's happening. Now, I'm guessing, one second, I'm guessing you do a lot of lab testing or work. Is that correct? I, I, I am trained with that and I do use that in my practice, but I've come around to using that more a little farther down the process. 
because I find that a lot of times, um, you know, the, the practices that people have in place in their life already are not um, support, you know, like they would confuse what we're going to see on those lab tests. So, you know, I like to start with like, let's clean up the diet, let's clean up your sleep habits and, and, you know, get those into alignment with where you want to go. And then if, if that hasn't resolved things, then let's look deeper and see what else we can find. There may be underlying infections or other hidden things that are going on that need to be addressed. I was just going to mention, it's interesting um, that you studied with Andrea Nakayama. She was a guest on our show a little while back. It was uh, episode number 32, if anyone wants to check it out. She was a brilliant guest to have on. And now we have one of her students with us. Fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. So was your journey, can you tell us a little bit? You said at 32, you had all these health problems that led you to this career. How are you helping people now with the knowledge and experience that you've acquired along the way? Yeah, well, um, I uh, help people walk what I call the road to re- the road to recovery. And so, um, you know, I kind of help people walk through a, a process. And, you know, we start with a, a functional medicine style uh, case assessment that, you know, really looks at the whole picture of what people are experiencing. And, um, you know, we look at their timeline, you know, the sequence of events that led to their uh, problem. And oftentimes there's some really important information in that process of discovery that we go through. And then, um, you know, using that information, then we start to address those, uh, those diet and lifestyle factors that I talked about. Okay, you know, you know, are there foods or behaviors that we need to shift to help, um, you know, create the context where healing can actually happen and support whatever other kind of work we want to do. And, um, you know, a huge part of that process is also discovering the specific food triggers or mediators that are uh, affecting specific symptoms. So I I do a lot of elimination diet work and food tracking to try and really identify specifically what people are struggling with. Um, You know, a lot of people are really confused about this. You know, I've already tried doing this elimination diet and this didn't work, but, you know, let's get in there and really try and understand the specifics of the situation. Um, and we Amanda, also, oops, yeah. sorry. Yeah. I want to make sure you tell people about your roadmap to recovery program. Oh, okay. Do you want me to share that right now, or? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go ahead, because we're okay. running out. Okay. Well, uh, so um, yeah, the the roadmap to recovery is a really great little free resource that I have that just sort of maps this all out for people, and um, it's a it's a brief introduction to what I do. And are, would you like me to share the link? Is that sure? Go okay. for it, and we'll put it in the show notes as well. Great. So it's confluencenutrition.com forward slash roadmap is where you can find that resource. Wow. Well, you're a wealth of information and it was so wonderful having you on the show today. I wish we had time to delve even deeper, but it's been really great. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here with you three. Thanks, Amanda. Hey, where's the Lost Coast, by the way? What Lost Lost Coast, it's the longest roadless stretch of coastline in the lower 48 states, and it's, it starts just at the mouth of the river seven miles from my house, and so it's wow. just like an hour south of Eureka, California. That's How awesome. cool is that? Yeah, I'd love to hear more about that. Well, anyway, so we covered so much interesting information today, you guys. What are your big takeaways? <laughs> Who's going? Who's going? Who's going? Who's going? Who's going? You go, you go. <laughs> Um, Well, I mean, it was just, it was nice and freeing and, uh, you know, just to talk about sex 
right? Uh, so with salt and pepper, where they let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me, right? So I think that we need to have more conversations about what it is to have healthy sex. So when um, a couple, or even by yourself, like uh, what Michelle said earlier, what do you do when you're not in a relationship, right? So. What does it mean to have a healthy sex life? I think we need to bring that conversation into the forefront. And I remember Dr. Ruth back in the 80s. She was I was on her show. What? <laughs> I'll tell you after. Finish what you're going to say. Yes, I love Dr. <laughs> Dr. Ruth Vestheimer. I loved her. I used to tune in every week, you know. And, and I know that some, some girls never see what their vulva looks like or their vagina looks like. But she encouraged us back in the 80s. Look at it. <laughs> look at your baby. Look at your body parts. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I think it's it'll help folks when they start to get to know their their bodies better in a more intimate way. So then they could share that with the people in their lives. <laughs> I agree with you. I remember Dr. Ruth too. That was like, oh, someone's talking about this so freely. That's that was horrifying and also amazing for me as a little Roman Catholic girl. But, um, but you know what? Today, my big takeaway uh, from Susan was about how the fertility awareness method might be having a rebirth and, and making it more accessible using technology because I think it is stuff that should be taught in school to every single girl. Yeah. And so, yes, I was on Dr. Ruth's show. They were filming students in Washington Square Park asking questions. And I was like, can you get herpes from a toilet seat? Anyway, <laughs> I, apparently it ran again and again and again. It was a long time ago. But <laughs> uh, my big takeaway is, you know, really combining, you know, what Amanda and Susan had to say, that sex is something we need to talk about. And it really, it, it is hard to talk about with our clients. You know, it's not a very um, natural subject, but I think it's so important in the scheme of, you know, our life. And we, we talk about jobs, we talk about stresses, we need to bring sex into the conversation because there is so, it's such a loaded topic. And I think that we're starting to get that conversation going today. So I'm pleased about that. Um, I would like to tell you all that we would love to hear your feedback and possibly even a five-star review on iTunes. You can go to healthyviewradio.com slash review. We'd be very appreciative. And I'd like to share this review from a listener. I've been listening to Healthy View Radio since it's aired and have really been enjoying the show. Michelle, Andrea, and Lisa are personable and fun and bring important topics to the air in an approachable, relatable way. I'm enjoying the variety of topics and perspectives covered in the episodes, and I'm looking forward to many more in the future. I highly recommend Healthy View Radio. You won't be sorry. So thanks for joining us this week. We will be back next week with lots more to talk about. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Bye, men. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to Healthy View Radio. Please join Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fennighouse again for another fun and insightful edition of our show. We're live again next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. See you soon.